Hey everybody, and thanks for tuning in for episode one of the first season of the Stratus podcast. We'll quickly introduce ourselves. Hosting today, we have Goriest. Yo, it's good. Zarakos. Hello. And myself, Rocky. Before we start, just some quick information about the podcast and what we'll be doing today. We, in the future, we will be releasing an episode the first Friday of every month and are currently available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, iTunes, Overcast, Anchor, and obviously YouTube. We're always looking for suggestions to help us improve, so make sure to join our Discord in the description and leave us some feedback. Other than that, please make sure to leave a like and subscribe and any feedback at all, make sure to comment it or leave suggestions. Um, as that really does help us in the future and make sure we're putting out content you guys enjoy and are actually interested in listening to. Right, moving on into our first sort of segment. Recently, there's been a lot of the moderator applications coming out and that's actually come through today and we've seen the new people. So obviously, big congratulations to the newly appointed moderators. Hope you guys succeed. Um, you know, wish you loads of luck, hopefully helping the server out big time. So that is Zyrin, Spooks, Ibu, Vlado, Varak, Nutty Dragon, and obviously there's the returning mods, Pika and Arasitu. Congratulations. Good job. Moving moving forward, something that's quite new now is oh, the new season of Jewels. Um what is it what is it you guys think? Which is the best thing which we're seeing improve from season the season beforehand? I think that the new ladders that we've added have been very popular. Like Canon has been doing very very well. People are liking diamonds a lot, and we've just been or uh, quicker with the way we put out updates on things like experimenting with the level of speed on Archer, for example. Those kind of things seem to be doing very well. Yeah, definitely. We had a poll recently, didn't we, about the a sort of the sort of vote that people are thinking and honestly i think when it comes down to um when it comes down to what speed it should be it's honestly got to be down to what the community wants i think there's no uh there's no certain speed which is good it's very opinionated and obviously in the poll that we did recently 23 people voted for no speed four people voted for speed one and 10 people voted for speed two so i think which is actually quite um it's actually quite no, sort of confusing, I guess, because a lot of people, at least the people that have been talking in Stratus Events Discord, a lot of them are putting forward that speed one is sort of the best. So I think definitely yeah. sort of no speed and speed one is what people we need to start like um, um, testing out around. A lot of people, I think, just aren't quite sure until they've actually tried it out and seen what it's like. Because definitely there's a lot of people that wanted no speed and then that it's actually been in effect there's been also a lot of complaints about it. And then I think now we're trying out speed one, and we'll see how that goes, I suppose. Yeah. So, Gorius, you're quite... Um, I've seen you on the leaderboards up in um, up in Jules at the moment. Sorry, not... Yeah, uh, ranked. What, um, what would you say, moving forward, knockback-wise, is the ultimate goal for, um, for, for Jules at the moment? Because I think... Yeah, um, I think that the ultimate goal for, like, the perfect knockback is to, like, change a lot of, like, the certain strings, because it feels super laggy at the moment, but it, ho it will hopefully get better. Yeah, I think, um, like, Shark Skull and Delta have been working on it, and we're definitely very aware that a lot of people do not like the knockback, 
uh, it's definitely something that we'll, the staff will be addressing, and it'll go through lots of testing. So I think that's that might be like the number one issue for a lot of people with Stratus duels right now is the knockback and the inconsistency. Yeah, so I think definitely the guy that's been running it, Shiny, has been doing a really good work at the moment. Like, I really like this sort of beta testing with, um, you know, all the ladders changing and us learning um, learning what's best and what people actually enjoy. Um, I don't know what you feel like feel about that, Xericles. Yeah, uh, recently the decision was made to replace the ranked Bedwars with ranked Diamond Ladder because when he was looking at the data, tons of people were playing casual diamonds, lots of people requested it, but then we quickly like adapted and added in diamonds. I imagine that there could be more ladder changing in the future too, based off of just whatever the community seems to be enjoying the most so that it doesn't get stale. Yeah, I think it was personally a good move to switch bedwars with diamond because diamonds like it was like an old phenomenon back in the day and now since it's been added, it's grown like a new interest in the community. Which is really good. Yeah, there's the cannon jewel as well, isn't there? Which is pretty good moving forwards into the uh, into the mixed tournament, which has recently been announced as well. Because cannoning quite a large part of the ETC at the moment, so giving a lot of new players um, ways to practice, which is always good. Yeah, it's been really cool to see people doing the cannon ladder and being competitive about it. It'll be helpful with practice before the ETC tournament for sure. Yeah, 100%. So, going onwards, ranked season ends... Is it this weekend, isn't it? So it's yeah, is yeah. It tomorrow? Yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, ending really new. So, uh, sorry, really f recently. Um, we've got the two new managers, Kivo and Valgi. Shout out to both of them, because in my opinion, they've both been doing a really good job at the moment. Um, what would you guys say... What would you say that a lot of the success from ranked at the moment is can be contributed to? Would you say there's a lot of players on at the moment due to quarantine and the whole COVID nineteen situation, or would you say a lot of the um, the success is due to the, a lot more effort being put in on the hosts' end? I believe quarantine is benefiting the overall stratus, and um, considering that Wu Walker just ended and that both uh, manager wise and host wise, it's been better than it's been in a long time, if not ever lately, just activity-wise, which is definitely an improvement, and people enjoy playing when it's like that. Yeah, definitely. I think that the stress, uh, the rank staff have been doing a lot. Like, next season, I've heard that they're going to counter alts, which is a big thing in ranked at the moment. But I do think they're putting in the effort, and that's just going to set apart the competition. Mm. So obviously the big thing that's happening afterwards now would be All-Stars, yeah? So um, I think one thing we can, we can, which sort of proves the fact that there's been a lot of uh, a lot of players on is that everyone in the top 20 at the moment is Emerald, which is 600 ELO plus, which apparently has never happened before. So obviously I think that, that shows that there's been a lot of ranked games going on. Some people have like, I think over 300 games. So I think I think that like um yeah, shout out to Zodiaco with over three hundred games. I mean um that's that's pretty impressive to be honest. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day it all just it all just helps out ranked in general, doesn't it? So um who do you guys think although player wise, who do you think will be the sort of the most successful? 
football stars wise is there any sort of standout stars that you've been seeing pug wise gory i do think that there's one standout player that we'll see in the all-stars which is banjo i think he's like a really good overall player in terms of bow and melee and sometimes he's a game changer in a game so i think he's a standout player and of course gory is to himself a game changer <laughs> you're of course bro <laughs> I think the, honestly, in my opinion, the biggest thing that rank can do to succeed right now is some sort of automation with its system. Um, whether or yeah. not it's like, as well as the picking orders, needs to be something that needs to be experimented with. But we've seen in the past that they're not, especially with jewels, we've seen that strats aren't scared to experiment with things and see what players are like. Uh, sorry, which what players do like. Um, so I think that's the next best thing is to experiment with a good picking order, which we can consistently see getting fair, decent games. And honestly, just the automation. That is, in my opinion, the pinnacle of where Stratus rank needs to be. Yeah, for new players as well, automation will be a huge thing because it's rather confusing or hard to just join the ranked scene instantly with all the Discord things you need to be doing. Automation yeah. will be helpful in a lot of ways, yeah. It'd probably be, it would definitely be a lot of work, but it's all something that the staff is definitely, we definitely want to do it, but it is a lot of work. Yeah, I've I've heard that you guys have been trying to automate it as well as stop, like, alts uh, in the rank scene. So you, can you tell me more about that? Uh, personally, I don't know a lot of the details, but I know that they have been discussing lots of ways to deal with it, and I imagine we'll experiment with things in the next season, as they've said. And hopefully it should uh, all go rather well, and it'll take care of that issue. And then we sure. can maybe look to automating it after that. Fair yeah. enough. Definitely liking the effort that I'm seeing, at least. you know, It's always good to... Uh actually get something back from the staff and not just being silent on one end. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're, our current work is put towards ranked automation, but whenever, it would keep moving up the priority list eventually, so at some point in the future it would be something we realize would be very beneficial to ranked as a whole. And now it's time to bring on our guests, introducing the ultimate map-making duo, the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy of Minecraft, building some of the most well-known maps played on Stratus. Please welcome Claff and Strangey. How are you guys doing today? I'm in pain. <laughs> what, How come he got to speak first? <laughs> 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 right, you guys are pretty well-known map-makers. Known for other stuff as well, but well you know, we've seen quite a lot of your maps before. So, obviously, you've been regarded as some of the better builders and level designers. Uh, you know, building maps for tons and tons of uh, sorry, tons and tons of uh, servers. For each of you, how did it both start building maps? Did was there any particular time where you just thought, you know, what I'm going to do a better job than the people that are building maps right now? You go. Uh, you want me to go? Okay. So it all started way back. Actually, I have no idea when I started. It was like 2013, sometime after uh, the very first tournament that OCN had. It was like the beta tournament. And me and a couple close friends that were not on Impact, just Fail Reed um, in particular, and some others, we decided that we wanted to build a map that was circus themed. And I don't think we had any particular reason for it. It was just to build a map, submit it to the network, because I want my Minecraft map alongside 
uh, Reshev's golden drought and race for victory too. Like, I don't know, that was kind of our intention. So we made a map called Night at the Circus, which had five wide lanes and a core in the back of the map. And it was really bad. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like our starting point. And I, I remember us playing it on my local hosted server with command blocks that would spawn us into the map and give us like stone swords and like a little kit and everything. And it was, it was adorable at the time. But my God, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. It was like a 2v2 we played with each other. Um, but then after I that, I mean, I guess I moved on to like actually using my brain a little. I mean, Andrew kind of kickstarted our second map, um, which was Circus CTW. And I mean, it's had to have played well somehow because I still see it in rotations for some reason to this day. It's because I took it over. <laughs> yeah. Well, Strange made edits to it like in 2015. Um, Years ago. Yeah, very, very long time ago. But yeah, ever since then, it's just been um, okay. the master area. And Strange, how did your map-making story begin then? We had the iconic author of Blocks UTC, Pepsi Dog, host a map dev server. And I found it. And so I was like, man, I'm going to make an awesome map like Soviet Mills, Blocks UTC. So I made this ginormous 50v50 DTC with three cores. All like two of them were in these tunnels underground, huge cave system. There was a giant mountain above it. You had to climb this like a hundred tall vines to get to the core. No, that's just to get halfway up the mountain. Then on top of the core, where the mountain was the core, it was a hot air balloon. It was like a chance. And it was such a complete, utter mess. Uh, and it but, ended up getting loaded. Oh, wait, no, really? No, no, I'm just kidding. No, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. It took me like seven maps, I think, to finally get uh, my first one loaded. That was Utopia, and I still hate that map. I don't know how I got loaded in the first place. But like after that, like yeah, obviously, just start using my brain more, and just like after you like see like your first map play as well, like on public servers, you kind of start knowing what to test. And like for so me, at say, least, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. So, would you say a lot of your uh, a lot of your skills as a map maker came from uh, from a lot more of a trial and error standpoint? Considering you both been on impact, so would you say your maps came became a lot better once you had that sort of uh, understanding of the game mode, or would you say a lot of it was because of that trial and error method? It was definitely the trial and error, because like. Even if you look at like some of my best maps, like Desert Sanctuary, for example, that map is nothing even close to what it looked like in its first version. Like almost all of my tournament maps at this point now have to go within like at least three major updates before it's actually like either playable or like tournament ready. And so I also did that for like a bunch of my public maps too, having to either downscale it or just completely change the layout entirely. Like I did that with some of my fewer maps, like Bamboo Valley Three, it used to be a fifty fifty map, and then I just downscaled it by like two times the size same as Royal Garden CTW and that just became a lot better at that point after like several updates okay so just a quick fire question how many maps if you were to put a number on it how many do you think you've actually ever built in before probably up in the hundreds I'm guessing right no, no. no. Wait, not even. No. I have a dock. I like I keep yeah. track of it. I think it's at like sixty-five, I wanna oh, say. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's a big that's way more than I have. I think that's I have around like, yeah, that's like forty. Yeah, Mr. Rocky Mine had like a hundred in like a two months. Yeah. Rocky Mine and Tywin is definitely are like yeah. up there for like the most maps ever made. Like yeah. I think 
I mean, I never participated in making public maps ever. So like that was a whole sector of map making just kind of I threw away and mm -hmm. it was just focusing on tournament maps. So I definitely have, I'm on the lower end in that regard. CTW, our favorite tournament map. Out of all of the maps you've made so far, have you got a definite favorite of, um, of both of you uh, out of any of the maps you've made? Is there one that stand, stood out to you as one of the best you've ever done? I do. I would definitely say Desert Sanctuary, just because I think it's, in my opinion, the best tournament map. It's the, like the definition of King of the Flag. I don't think there's really anything wrong with it at this point. And then, like, if it's like favorite map to build, it definitely wasn't that one. It'd be We Sell, just because how chaotic it plays and how stupid all the gimmicks are. Uh, that's that's that for me. I mean, in terms of building, probably also We Sell, because I had a. I had a really nice house that I built as the spawn. Um, <laughs> except they all complained about lag that it gave them, so we had to get rid of it. Um, oh. In terms of playing it, though, it. like my favorite map's got to probably be Wall at 9000, because other than Night at the Circus DTC, it was my favorite and probably first DTC I've ever made, and it played well. And it kind of like a lot of people kind of cite it as something that would actually shape where DTC is going as a game mode. I mean, as of right now, sort of, kind of, not really, but we'll see. Okay. And another quick question. Best time tournament map ever, not just done by yourselves, by anybody. Unless you want to say by yourself. If uh, Yeah, strange. Fuck yourself off a little bit, strange. I would still say desert, but I mean, if it wasn't, I feel like it has to be. It'd be SSB or next gen. I would say next gen because, like, as someone who played CTW a lot in those old days, that one was like by far the hardest map to defend on, and it was a little bit new in terms of like how bad the old CTW maps were, considering they were just public edits at that point. Like, it was actually fun defending. I could shoot people up by the front lines. I'd actually have to worry about more things at that point. And I feel like that was kind of like the start of just like the kung fu capture maps being like, all right, now things are going to start get a little bit harder, and that's kind of definitely help the development of ctw i feel yeah definitely it's it's ssb <laughs> it's got like you you can't like it's such a cop-out answer but it like like nothing competed with it for at least the three or four years that it actually stood the test of time for people tried modifying it too like desperately oh, trying to keep it good by th just throwing stone slabs on it, like that's how much they cared about it. Like, oh, we'll make watering more hard. What? 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 The fact that they made edits to it was the okay, reason yeah. we won the on AOA because if they didn't open that three by two doorway in the hump, our cannon wouldn't have hit that. At yeah. All. So in a way, Curtain won us the tournament, and that's why SSV is my favorite map. Yeah. You guys have all both made separate maps, but would you say? you a lot of your better maps have been made when you're together is that sort of chemistry of uh, building maps together would you say it sort of improves improves your maps quite well or do you guys tend to argue and whatnot oh, we're just like a married couple okay <laughs> it's actually like terrifying working with this man <laughs> what how could you say that he bullies me into making maps for him skinning them throwing all the courts at me I don't know what to do half the time. This man does like most of the aesthetics, which is always beautiful. I'm more like the layout and nature kind of guy. So like oh, it, actually, it generally yeah. works out pretty well. And like usually because I make the layouts too, he's always there to just be like, 
Yeah, this is stupid. I'm like, you know what? After you tell me that to my face, I kind of agree with you because you're not Lord Blocks. And so then we change yeah. it. And that's kind of how it goes. And I feel like we're just... Layouts. Yeah, yeah. Just you make the, don't discredit me from my DTC layout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're mad. All right, that's true. You made you made all the new DTC maps and, and CTW, yeah. other than Exiled. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely, at least you know, I've had a very limited uh, experience of map making, but I always find when you happen to do it with someone else, it's always always becomes a lot uh, a lot better i mean a couple of maps i've made before you know i've got down these what i think is like a perfect layout and you know someone someone joins and says you know it just won't work because of this and then um it's always always really helpful having someone by your side so moving onwards when it's um what would you say sort of obviously stranger you've recently mentioned that um your Desert Sank map was sort of one of the only maps that King of the Flag currently, you know, is sort of, that is seen as the game mode. What, what in your opinion, is the easiest and hardest game modes to make maps for? Sort of guessing King of the Flag would be one of the hardest in that case. Yeah, I'm not going to cop out with King of the Flag, but I can't tell you how tough it is to get 5 CP tested, because you just have so many things to worry about with like the spawn points the ways up to the capture points people are like all right seconds really easy to take seconds really hard to take back i don't like last and it's like I, I there's so many things to change like i think i've made was avenue forge bamboo valley four and after hours it's four or five cps and like they still have problems i think forge is probably the best one out of them maybe bamboo valley four but like there's always just something that like people would just be like, this is the worst part of the map. I'm like, yeah, it, it's very obvious too. Yeah. I would definitely agree with strange and like kind of piggybacking off of the whole, like um, making maps together thing. I kind of leave all the conquest map making to him because I'm brain dead in that regard. Like I, in terms of balancing issues, I wouldn't even know where to start with like pathing and like routing of where players actually need to go. And yeah, like I would help skin them every now and then. I don't think I have skinned any of them recently other than the newest one for Comp MC. But yeah, 5CP is very hard to make. And I guess like DTC in a way too, because people like, again, like SSB has been proven to be the most popular DTC map for like the last five, four years, eight years. Decade. Decade. Like nobody's been able to make something that's like genuinely like this is the best. This is definitively like the most iconic DTC map now. Um, what about uh, easiest game mode doing? Cough. 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 I agree. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't think and, that uh, Yeah. We had Will Walker ended a bit after our last podcast. So there's a lot of things to look back on on that. We had 20 teams over three weekends. That was a record number of players in one Stratus tournament. So that went well. Uh, congratulations to LFAM for winning and your club for second, Aura for third. How do you guys all think uh, primetime, Babby versus Aura? How do you think that went? Um, I, I honestly can't remember it that much because I don't think I played. I played like one map in there, which lasted like 10 minutes. It was... Yeah. I think it was fun for those 10 minutes that I played, but I can't really remember much about it. It didn't have as many views as the actual tournament either, right? It was just kind of its own thing. Yeah. I think it was like, like it was a fun match to have overall because 
if I mean, if teams really did want to see that happen, like, I mean, I'm glad it did because Bappy and Or obviously never saw each other in the tournament. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm glad that, you know, people, the event coordinators or whoever coordinate this, you know, I think I'm glad that they listened to the, uh, to what people wanted. Although I think it was uh, the majority of the people that wanted to see it was sort of like the players each, you know, everybody from Aura and everyone from Batby. Sort of, uh, one shame about it was that, uh, obviously Batby didn't have a lot of their main roster on, which, uh, is not actually, is not me making excuses because I did play with Batby, but, um, um, <laughs> But oh, yeah. over overall, I think it was it was good to be done because I think both teams sort of wanted to um, play with each other. I think maybe it lacked a little bit of community engagement, though. I'm not sure if it was like if it was due to a lack of sort of advertising or what, but it didn't really sort of catch the amount of attention I personally thought it would get. I mean, yeah, well, like it was pretty sudden <laughs> like, when they posted the announcement for it. I slept yeah. through it expecting a 3-0, and boy, was I right. Yeah. It probably would have been more fun overall from an outsider's perspective if it was, like, a really close series. Mm, that too, especially. Yeah, more memorable. I think definitely um, the map pool um, was something that was really good throughout throughout the tournament i mean obviously we did our we did in the hashtag polls in the discord we we asked people whether or not they they thought the tournament was run pretty well and 26 people said yes and only two people said no so i think obviously um people liked it and a huge contributing factor to that would have been the the map pool but zero do you want to go through the the stats of um of which maps were all played the most enjoyed the most yeah, so throughout the tournament, Gobi and Jurassic were played the most. Gobi had 35, Jurassic had 33. And then you had Next Gen was played 19, Wallop 2 at 15, and Weasel Mushrooms at 11. Uh, so yeah, there was a lot of Gobi and Jurassic in the tournament. And when we pulled people in our podcast Discord about which maps they liked best, you had Next Gen, Weasel Mushrooms at the bottom with 4, Wallop 2, and then Gobi, and then Jurassic with 19, which was which was 11 more than the second place of Gobi. So people liked Jurassic a lot, and then in the tournament, Gobi and Jurassic got played a ton. Yeah. I have a question for Claff now. Personally, in your opinion, um, would you say that the sort of variety between maps in the map pool allowed allowed for some good gameplay? Or do you think moving forward it's something that should probably that shouldn't be encouraged as much? Or are you quite a fan of the um of the variety in maps and the way they're played? I mean when it comes like Strange can answer this too, like when it comes to a variety in a map pool, I think it's <laughs> kind of essential to have. Cause I mean We Sell was probably the most unique CTW out there, even though I really didn't want it in the pool for reasons other than it being variety. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's necessary for any um, map pool to have a bunch of different styles of play in it so different teams can actually have different strategies for them. Because if you had five next gens in a pool, like why would you have a five map pool? And yeah, yeah I'm looking at like the. Yeah, the woolly pool too especially like that was like god what was it like i think we saw was also like the only like unique map in that pool we had like pickle we had fun guy we had guys bed bombing and <laughs> we had bed bombing we had uh god what else was in that pool 
Sharks killed Pickle. Um, Union. Union. Which is like, yeah. Eat next to yeah, so like, you, Union Pickle, like, I could attribute those to a next-gen clone. I could attribute Fun Guy to a Golden Drought 3 clone. Like, everything was kind of, like, stale from a standpoint. Yeah. And, like, that, in addition to the maps, also just playing, like, great value versions of their predecessors. Like, they, that's kind of, like, why a lot of people did not like that map pool in comparison to uh, this map to map pool where it's, it was generally well-liked, other than my maps, but it was generally well-liked. There was only one new map. Which I think was like I don't know like I, when I did the Wooly map pool, I was forcing new maps down everyone's throats because I've been yeah. doing that a lot lately. And in the end, I, I slowly realized as I was determining the map pool, I'm like, wow, nobody made any good maps. <laughs> I'm like, what do I do? Do I just say, yeah, I know you guys haven't tested like the old maps lately, but I just throw it in there. I'm like, oh jeez, oh god. And so then I went with like the new maps and just threw Union as like the only returning old one, just to put it out of its misery at least for one final tournament. Yeah, uh, and the next turn I'd like to do a lot more new maps. I was surprised at just how many people wanted new maps once there weren't as many in the pool. All people will complain about anything. To be perfectly yeah. honest, I think but, it was like the, the having Wooly be last tournament. People didn't want the same thing, but now I think we could go back to like a mostly new maps thing, and I think it will go really well. Yeah, just so long as they play well. Ultimately, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about how Tybreakinator went? Well, uh, <laughs> we got our pay for that map. <laughs> <laughs> I, I made out all right. Strange made out all right. I think we all made out all right. I think we made all right. Uh, well, you made all right, Claff. You won on Tiebreakinator, your team. Against oh, yeah. I liked your last on Tiebreakinator. Yeah. yeah. I think it was played twice in the Invitational. Yeah, I know Rocky yeah. Rejects played that map against Yeah, we lost to Nacho, of course, on G59. Ah, okay. But yeah, I thought it went pretty well. Uh, Leopard and I thought. I think it was... I know Claff has like opinions on it, but like I thought the whole concept of the two warums, one wool was a pretty good idea because it would force a lot more offense and just having the map a lot smaller in size where like the front line and middle is just only like one or two sets of islands was really able to allow people to push in early and not just like delay the tiebreaker even more and more. So I thought it went yeah, pretty well. Yeah, it wasn't like greenhouse or anything that's like doesn't show yeah. elements of the game mode. Yeah, like... it, yeah, that's the, that's the thing with tiebreakers. Um, in general, I think if overtime existed, I would prefer that over actually using a tiebreaker map. I think anybody kind of would, but for the situation cool. that we were in, I think tiebreakerinator did a good job of you know achieving its purpose, which was emulate a bad CTW map. Have it end in 15 minutes. That's about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you guys think about the fireball in the dawn? We saw mushrooms. Oh, I love it. I love it. We made wallop together, like the original one, which had fireballs and straight out capture. I thought people loved it too. I loved that shit. Yeah. So we brought it back. And we're, because I remember we were just building the layout. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, what if I put this here? And he TPs and he's like, oh. <gasps> No, <laughs> no put... we we kept it there. Yeah. Wait, on Wiesel or Walla? Yeah, Wiesel, the fire. Oh, oh yeah. 
<laughs> and we're like, dude, look at the crazy stuff we could do with this. I like we look at the sight lines, like pew 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 pew. And we're like, oh, this would be sick because like the middle was only two middle islands. We're like, something has to be here to like prevent sky bridging too. And it's like, well, this is perfect. There's mm. you know, it can kind of stall it for as well. And then like people could like turn into like an Icarus somehow. Like they were doing a lot of damage to uh Wooling. I thought it was pretty good that you could actually fireball a defense. I know a lot of people hated that, but I thought if you could coordinate that perfectly with your offense, I thought that was beautiful to watch. But people were like, that's stupid. I don't like that. I, blah, 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 blah. Just add iron bars to your defense. Jesus Christ. Like, oh my gosh. That yeah, That's my I, little rant. I think, honestly, uh, including WSM, the, the other quite controversial map would have been Wallop. Um, Goriest, obviously, your team was involved in that. How do you? What's your opinion on the whole Wallop stalemate in the AC versus um, LFAM game? Yeah, the map like itself is very flawed in the fact that you can just easily stalemate it. And like, I didn't like what my team did because it's literally just stupid. But if a map <laughs> like if a map allows that type of playstyle, then like. It should definitely be worked on because that should never happen in a finals. Would you say I a lot of that? Up to address now, honestly. So yeah. that's how it, the water. Metal that is true. Is. It is quite an old thing. But would you say a lot yeah. of its play style is due to the water issue, like water as a whole, or would you? Or do you think? Would you say the map sort of invites that um, that abuse of the water? I think it's both because, like, like I said, if you could just stalemate it, you could spend the entire like. 45 minutes watering everything where it's literally impossible to like even get close to the war room if everything's watered so i think the removal of a benefit to owning mid kind of like yeah. led to that like even harder like i think it was kind of already on its way the whole stalemate issue but the fact that there was nothing that you were getting in mid um other than control of it like even just like a gapple spawner in mid would have at least um initiated a push for a team on a side um but if you were constantly low getting shot at like what reason would you have to push at all like because then you'd just be giving mid back to them so yeah i i don't I think wallet should, tried that. i mean yeah but i also just don't think wallet 2 should be used in a tournament ever again so yeah please yeah. don't yeah i think I it's think good the, I think the it's day good. is um it's getting sort of becoming a bit of an old map and you know it's always nice to have a refreshing new new map to play each tournament especially you know when we're swapping from ctw to mixed we're still going to be seeing a bit of ctw so hopefully this pool should have quite a lot of new new maps Overall, how do you guys feel about how water is affecting ctw oh i hate it i hate it i hate it <laughs> i i've hated water for the longest time because ever since I started defending from Goblet of Game Modes to like AOA, I never used water for my defenses. It was very rare that I did that because I think it's such a mess. I think people just hate swimming in water, whether they're the offender or the defender itself. It's just a mess to like look at. And so I always did dry defenses. I was like one of the biggest advocates for it. And just seeing like now. Like, I don't even think you can make a dry defense without someone getting into your wool anymore. Because it's just like, water is the only thing to stop the team push meta, where you literally send at least like four people on a push. Like, a dry defense won't really stop that unless your lane can allow you to make multiple pits. 
and like slow them down but a lot of these maps don't allow for that to happen at all so i feel like water is needed but it's just it's getting way too excessive to the point that people like just know how they can play around it defensively yeah i think one thing that um jurgen brought up in the um in the event discord which i sort of agree with it's it's also a lot about the way that the map is positioned obviously you mentioned a bit about that but like um you know with obviously for example jurassic the fact that you have to sort of walk through by where they defend with water as well i think a little bit more thought from map makers needs to go into um uh, needs to go into the way that maps are designed with water i feel like that could solve quite a lot of issues because i don't think jurassic was like particularly affected by water that much i think a lot of that was down to the way it was laid out yeah but over overall i think the tournament in general was played out really quite well you know we did we hosted some polls here on the discord and literally majority landslide all saying that happy with the tournament plugging happy that the tournament was run pretty well happy with the way that event staff handled situations um I think sort of moving on event-wise, though, the next big thing was obviously the Stratus Bowl, um, which was really quite recent. I am going to pronounce these names wrong, but obviously congratulations to the top three uh, three teams, which is La Rao, Suthidad, Dynaco, and Boca Juniors, and that is from first to third in order. Um, this tournament was a one-weekend thing on 30th and 31st. Obviously, Strange, you were there. Um, you were there streaming. Um, See, so you guys actually, I think you guys played as well, didn't you? Would you say it was quite a fun event that was good at bringing back the sort of older players that don't partake in the more competitive tournaments anymore? Do you think like these sort of mini events are quite good for that? I thought this was like one of the best mini events ever ran simply because it wasn't like one of those, like, it was almost like Attack on Point where, you know, there's a whole map pool. And yeah. it's just not one map getting overplayed forever. And just because it's a new game mode as well, it was just so much fun to play. Like, just, I don't know, there's something so simple about it, you know, like parkour, Boyd. It's a very tilting kind of game mode, but it's got aspects of sumo in there. It's just, I don't know, it's a lot of pain looping, fast paced, nothing slow really about it. And I think that's why I really enjoyed playing it, even though I sucked at it, kind of. It's just like there's still elements of where you could actually be good with a bow. If you position yourself right, you can be a good player in that game mode, even if you are complete trash at PvP and sword combat. It makes it hard to just understand and play and get a group of friends to do it. That too, I we feel like. On if you... Oh, go ahead. We polled on if people thought it would be an annual thing, and 21 said yes, 4 said no. So it was definitely well received by the community. I probably, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't be too um, against having it done annually. Like it's quite a fun thing, straight out the net, a new game mode like that, and hardly any issues with it. I mean, firstly, that's pretty surprising, and secondly, you know, it was fun, it was refreshing. Might maybe get a little bit competitive. Uh, sorry, repetitive, not competitive. Um, repetitive once if it's done yearly, but uh, at least maybe next year is something that should be looked into. Um, you guys, I don't think. Am I correct in thinking you didn't make any maps for this? Uh, for the flag football, am I? Is that correct? very correct? Okay. They didn't. How how did you guys think the maps were this time round? You know, for flag football. 
is a new game mode, so I'm not sure if you'd be able to. It was very new territory. <laughs> they all had their own problems in like the smallest ways. Like I know Kiwi was a very weird map for me. I think I know Kalaf loves the middle part of Kiwi because it's so open, it's so hard to get knocked off. But I cannot stand the parkour to the last like the net island where people can not only just drop there wherever they want as a defender, but the fact that it's the most predictable jump and it's a three block one up and like it's that one jump. It's not like two and there's not like three sets of like parkour jumps you can go for on like most maps. It's just two and it's very predictable and it was so easy to do a full defense, especially if you had someone on that last one. Like, that was like my biggest pet peeve on like some of those maps. Like you'd have parkour issues where like a single strat could just be done so well, and it'd be very tilting if you had like good control on offense. I think in general, um, standing in the score boxes probably killed the fun for me out of that game mode because yeah. just as you thought you were about to cap a flag, oops, the entire team is standing in the region <laughs> that you need to cap the flag in. Oops, they one-tapped you into the vo- Oops, there goes your whole team in the void. Uh, That's something I want to game mode next year. I want to see how that will go if you deny them from entering. Mm-hmm. So I think... We... Like on all maps except Sakura, you could just jump straight into it from the rafters, and that was probably not a great thing to have. Would you say a lot of... Um... A lot of the good parts of the map, sorry, a lot of the better maps are because of that wide sort of fighting zone. Like due to our poll, um, a lot of people liked the the bigger maps like Kiwi and Swashbuckler. Would you say fundamentally the maps with bigger places to fight are better? Oh, 100%. Yeah, Swashbuckler was my favorite map out of that whole pool just for the fact that the lanes were wide and the mid was just huge. so you couldn't get too tapped in the void. I think that's probably the most angering thing about the whole game mode itself is that as soon as it's it's a strategy too to like punch a guy instead of sword them in the void. So it takes them longer to die of void void damage um, <laughs> while they're down there because it not only just takes longer, but it tilts them harder. I wanted to do an exploit because of how pissed I was getting at it, where you could just slash leave and slash server. The, to get back on yeah. because you're falling in the void <laughs> and all that initial time. I, I wanted to do that and I asked NEC because like I know this rule is going to get DQ'd if I don't ask this and I asked it and of course the answer was no I'm like yeah. oh that's still tilting <laughs> I am very angry about that yeah I think you can find the major the major problem though I found was how easy it was to keep snowballing like in King of the Flag when you're when you're dead with the flag you have 20 seconds to gather yourself onto the next post and have a fight, right? But, like, with flag football, it was just so quick. Like, it was so easy to snowball because, like, even after you just die, you know, you wait five seconds of the respawn time because you're falling in the void, too. That cap, that flag's already capped, and you can't, you're behind the flag carrier now, so you can't actually do anything. It, it was just, yeah, I hated that. Okay. It might, uh... be, it might be good to make it slightly longer. But I also did leave for some nice comebacks, like the Dynaco versus, uh, I think, the real CC Dad helicopter match, I think it was, had that epic comeback at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on for our next segment, is the Comp MC tournament. We have new, now seen the map pool. Um, it's quite interesting by the looks of it. Um, so obviously for 5CP, we have After Hours, Avenue, and 5. 
King of the Flag, Desert Sanctuary TE, and Bizarre Bazaar. And King of the Hill, Mush and Smoke Koth. Quite a quite a broad one. One thing I'm quite happy with is the fact that it's not just using Stratus maps and old previous maps. We've seen we see quite a few new ones like After Hours, Five, uh, Bizarre Bizarre and Mush. Claff and Stranger, you guys have made a lot of uh, these maps. What features are you most proud of and looking forward to seeing getting played in the tournament? Uh, I don't even know. I think like Mush was a pretty easy map to make. Like the only real gimmick we even added was just jump pads to make fast rotations on a relatively large scale map. Uh, and that's mostly because we wanted to kind of replicate the fast-paced uh, gameplay of Smoke Hoth, because that was well-received in the last Conquest tournament for Stratus. And we kind of just realized in, like, older maps, like, the 7v7 version of Factory, not the Badline one. But, like, that one was, like, you know, it, it played decent, but, like, you couldn't rotate from side point to side point, like, within 30 seconds, it felt like. It, yeah, you right. almost had to, like, kill yourself in the lava just to go over there fast. It was... Kind of like you were just like anchored onto your own point. Yeah. Yeah. Just quickly to go through some uh, player transfers and new teams forming and disbanding. Where we'll quickly just go through these for people who are interested. We've seen a lot of people, uh, a lot of people swapping teams. So Heracles has now gone to Ram. Gaming Slayer has also gone to Ram. This Ram team starts starting to look a little bit stacked. So it'll be interesting to see if anybody is going to be, um, you know, able to, you know, properly give competition towards it. We have seen the rebirth of Aura with players like Jason, Jason, whatever. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if um, those teams will be good competition towards Ram Ranch. Trappers, another team which is forming together. That is looks like a bit of a mix between AC players and uh, some previous Aura players. Um, other than that, it is looking like quite a stacked high-tier teams in the Comp MC tournament at the moment, so it should definitely be interesting to see the later, uh, later final stages of the tournament. Moving onwards to the mixed tournament, future plans on DTC. When it comes to DTC and CTW at the moment, sort of the way we saw it happen in um in Woolwalker, it was quite it the ccw became quite a bit like dtc in a way would you say um would you say dtc should be kept as it is now or would you guys suggest that means are also being put into stopping the amount of water that happens in dtc as well because obviously it's become quite quite annoying to work around those sort of maps let's go strange Oh, you want me to go? I was going to say you can go. Oh, you want me to talk about You had an MLA formatted essay on it. Oh, jeez. Okay, I guess I'll use my annotated summary. Okay, uh, so basically the issue with DTC for... It's been years now, especially when it was exploited in the AOA finals, or even a little bit before that, was when like Punishers just full out didn't even canon Team Grief Oklahomies, whatever their team name was called at the time. You know, the supposed like powerhouses a tournament they just completely counterstrat and watered their whole ship and then just you know icarus the whole time they even set up a skybridge i don't think and so 
Of course, we did the same thing as them. We don't know how that all worked out. But that was just because we still ward and that we just Icarus faster. Then you go on to Stranger Cores, which was the only DDC tournament after that, if you exclude Mix, which was still kind of a mess. Um, it was still kind of the same thing you're seeing. It's just a lot of watering, not too much canning. Because if you do cannon, all that's really going to do is just player damage, but it's so easy just to run around at that point. And so I feel like Skybridge caught like a little bit more into the meta at that point. But just right now, it's not a fun game mode to PvP on, especially after like these two, three years on Stratus Network. It's just been predominantly like CTW and Conquest. It's very PvP focused, whereas DTC, there's so much downtime. It's like if you spent a match on Fractal Ascent, it takes 30 minutes for a Skybridge to connect. The only people who are actually having fun in a DTC match are the people who are playing offense and are actually oh, yeah. getting cannon kills. If you're playing defense, of course you're never going to have fun, but if you're just playing front lines and canning nothing or just in an archer battle for 20 minutes straight on a Skybridge and then getting spleefed off occasionally because of TNT, it's not fun to play! It's not fun at all. And so, it's like well, how can we make that game mode a lot better? And so we're just like, oh, my, why not just do the easiest approach of adding mid-islands? And of course, that's just like the first of like many things we kind of have planned uh, for the future of DTC, which is like excluding or including uh, like stopping water from being powerful. Oh, yeah. I think there's been quite a few examples in the CTW tournament. Well, not quite a few. There was only one by the looks of it. There was a dry next-gen uh, game that... um. Uh, that got played in like I think it was Rocky Rejects um, and versus G59. So Zeracos, I think you had been watching it. Would you say? Do you have any comments about it and how you could sort of see the future moving on with you know less water? How do you think you saw the next gen game and how do you think um, how do you think the two correlate? Um, from what I can remember, everybody. And the voice chat was complaining that they couldn't water drop, which was interesting to see how they handled it. But long term, I think if you, I don't know if you can just get rid of water dropping. But it was really cool to see how defenders worked without water and how teams pushed. So I think if you limit limiting water in CTW could be a really good move, as long as it's executed right in the maps go well, right? Yeah, definitely. It's just when moving forward um, with the amount of water. There's obviously the core issues of being able to water drop, and the more the more core mechanics of the game, which um, which would get affected. It's something that needs to be kept in um, kept in mind. Claff, stranger, you guys have made your a new DTC map. Is there anything that um, you guys want to talk about regarding that? Explaining it at all? There should be some pictures coming up on the screen right now if you're watching on YouTube. Cliff, you got this. Oh, okay. Well, as Strange stated, mid-islands were probably the first thing we thought about when we were deciding to make a new DTC map, mainly just because it forces actual team fights to happen. And while well, 9000 did this to an extent with like a diagonal side island, but people mostly just used it to cannon off of or make a skybridge off of. There wasn't really like any big team fights going on. So we decided to instead make one giant mid-island that, um, and we stress this, that cannot be controlled by one team at once. So there's pretty much two sides to this one mid-island with uh, center with a resource spawner that you can't actually build in. So you actually have to take a ground uh, push approach to actually get to the other side. And what this will end up 
what we hope this will end up doing is actually like centralize a lot of the gameplay around the mid islands and not people spawn camping their base and you know just cannoning off that water walling everything you know making them push up because on these mid islands there's going to be resource spawners as well um in the form of both tnt and ice because another thing that we were looking into with uh editing dtc as a game mode was um and this is kind of a brain dead thing to think about is why not limit water because a lot of people love making their side um into an aquarium mainly because a lot of the better dtc maps like spaceship battles were fairly small and easy to water within the first minute so why don't we make um team sides actually susceptible to cannoning a little bit and i mean we may have limited it too much but we're having a little bit of ice a little bit of tnt resources on each team side and most of it if not all of it for the rest of the game is going to come from middle and forcing those players to actually go to those mid islands have those team fights um will basically allow them some sort of control and allow them to capitalize off of it to actually build things like sky bridges do ground pushes onto the enemy side and we hope that a lot of players will actually be a lot more resourceful in um what tnt and what ice they use to actually build on the map and of course there's other edits we made as well but i don't know if they missed anything strange if you want to talk right. about anything Oh, do we dare talk about the creeper cannon we made? Well, now you already <laughs> mentioned it. Oh, that's very true. Oh, okay. This we kind of had like a little bit of inspiration from like race rule maps in this map that we're making, and so like one of them was like, uh, you can kind of like get monster eggs on your own lane, and you can have a knockback ten stick and just throw them across the lane, hoping it kills them, right? And so we were like, oh, well, I thought of it myself, and then I was just like, how could I possibly use that in a good way? I'm like. Why not use a creeper egg, a flint steel to light it up? So, because if you right click a creeper with flint steel, it starts like doing its blowing up animation. So, as soon as you right click it, you can just slap it across the map with a wonder ability sword. And then it can counter whatever you want. It doesn't even have to counter a can necessarily. It can go for something like um, we rigged a bunch of stuff with TNT on the map right now, kind of like what Wallop 9000 did with the pipes. So, you can possibly get some diamonds from the start of it. We only gave two at the start because we're not even sure. How much of a good concept this is in mind like we obviously know it's going to like tilt the hell out of like lord blocks which is going to be very fun to see uh but we want to make sure nothing gets exploited like the one durability sword killing a defender possibly ah uh, yeah probably so, intrigued to see it play yeah. so finally there's been a lot of ideas which have been put forward on all of the discords a lot of these are stuff, I will list them, for example, sponges, ice, limiting water to mid-islands and making it a bit more controlled based. Not sure if that would work too much, keeping in mind next-gen, which also becomes quite water-heavy. Do you have any opinions specifically on these certain items that I listed? Oh, we forgot to mention, um, one of the things that Stratus is wanting to do is like, the idea is they want to treat water like lava physics in the sense All that right. it can no longer be infinite anymore. And that's kind of what we designed our map off of. Like, that's why we limited ice, uh, especially. So I feel like the kind of future of, like, how you play offense as well, as well as, like, just using water, is, like, you're going to spread water like the old days of DTC, where you, like, make a staircase and do, like, spread out sources. And people on offense are likely going to have to just like use empty buckets to actually dewater monuments at this point. Um, and so I feel like with that, it's going to be definitely a weird change not having infinite sources. It's kind of like whenever you have an ice block, well, you have to get a bucket for it now if you want to keep reusing it. 
Um, so it's going to be pretty interesting. It's something almost like an economy base of your water. It's no longer infinite or like regening at this point. The only way you can get more is through mid. And I, I think we were going to try sponge at one point on our map, but then we kind of just realized how much we're limiting water and like how big of a chunk of water it gets rid of. And we're like, that's yeah, probably going to be overpowered, especially if you combine that with a TNT ignited at the same time. Because we had that for Stranger Cores, where we were going to actually do a core leak with Spun. Same, because it would make a perfect uh, one wide like funnel that even the infinite water wouldn't actually like combine anymore if they didn't make it wide enough. Uh, but that's... Uh, yeah, we're excluding Sponge right now at the moment. Yeah. Well, we've definitely learned a lot today from um, everything regarding water and DTC to map making and how it all began. So... Big thanks, obviously, for both of you to coming here and talking and explaining through a lot of what we're about to see in the upcoming tournament. Um, but I think this does conclude our episode today. Thank you, everybody who has tuned in. And it's definitely been an interesting episode this time around. Obviously, huge thanks to both Claff and Strangey for agreeing to be um, today's guests. Really exciting having them on today. If you aren't in the Discord, to make sure you go join the via the link in the description. Um, and additionally, shout out to everyone who made a montage this month. Make sure to check out their montages. Links will also be in the description for those and picks will start rolling in on the screen for the next couple of minutes. Thanks.